This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. In this wide world of sports, some stories can slip through the cracks. Now before we do this, let's go over the ground rules. Pelican Brewing presents the Daily Ticker, where Dirt and Sprague visit with the insiders that are covering the stories you've heard about. And some you haven't. How'd you do that? Actually, I'm not even mad. It's amazing. The Daily Ticker with Dirt and Sprague is brought to you by Pelican Brewing, born at the beach. All right, Daily Ticker time here on a Thursday, brought to you in the fan by Pelican Brewing Company, born at the beach, online at pelicanbrewing.com. Let's go to the NFC Championship game in Philadelphia this weekend. Joining us now is our good friend Matt Mayoko of NBC Sports Bay Area, at MayokoNBCS on Twitter. Go give him a follow, Niners and Eagles Sunday uh, at noon. Matt, good morning to you, man. Thanks th- thanks for the time and hopping on to talk about this game. We're, we're thrilled. We're excited about it. Uh, how do you think the fan base and the team is feeling? That that game last week, real close, came down to the wire. Brock Purdy not, you know, great. A couple of questionable throws here or there, but the defense wins it. How do you think the 49ers are feeling coming off of that win over Dallas on Sunday? Well, I know after the game they were exhausted. You know, they were <laughs> drained, and it was a physical game. And, you know, I think that I guess there's two ways to look at this. You know, the Eagles just breezed right through without any pushback at all from the Giants. Uh, the 49ers were tested, and I think that that's the kind of game that they anticipate this being too, you know, just a physical grinder of a game. And so does that make them better prepared to, to go into Philadelphia, or does that make them maybe a little bit uh, you know, tired and, and feeling fatigue in the second half of this game? I, I don't think the second, you know, I don't think the latter will be the case. Uh, I, I think that, you know, playoff football, everybody is in the right mindset. Everybody kind of knows what to anticipate. Uh, the adrenaline is going to be at an all-time high. So, I mean, I'm, I'm with you. I'm looking forward to this one. I think it's going to be a, a really good game between two evenly matched teams. I think the 49ers, who have been, you know, by and large during their 12-game winning streak, they've been pretty clearly the better team every game that they've stepped on the field. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's the case this week. I, I think they're up against a, an equal. You know, I think they're up against a team that has – star power at every level 
of their offense and their defense. They have two, you know, two great lines. The offensive line, the defensive line are among the best, if not the best in football. So uh, 49ers are going to have to play better than they did against the Dallas Cowboys. They played really well on defense, but the offense is, you know, probably going to have to score more than 19 points to come out of Philadelphia. Yeah, Matt, I was reading some of the pieces on NBC Sports Bay Area yesterday and and throughout the week, and and one piece that stood out a little bit was there was a there was a piece about Brock Purdy and his road game in Seattle was kind of Shanahan said, hey, this use this as your practice for what we could potentially see come postseason time and he talked about how loud it was but he still played a pretty good game I was at that game so I saw him operate I know he's kind of the wild card here for them but as much as the home field advantage might play a factor for Philly do you think could you could could you make an argument that the experience of being at this stage at this point of the year for three of the last four years for San Francisco is is in their advantage versus for a lot of these Philly guys this is their first experience uh, being in this game yeah, I mean, you could make that, you could say that, you could present that case, but at the same time, as you mentioned, I mean, this is Brock Purdy's first time on the stage, and it's only his, what's this going to be, his eighth start in right. the NFL. And, you know, the thing about him, though, is I, I haven't seen him change at all. You know, I, he doesn't ever appear flustered. You know, maybe early in that Seattle game, you know, the first pass of the, the game in the playoffs, I'm talking about, you know, his first throw just completely got away from him. And mm-hmm. some people were like, oh, that's nerves. And I think I thought that at the time. And then afterward, you know, it, it kind of sounded like the ball just like literally slipped out of his hand because it was raining. So uh, he, he settled down in that game, e- even though the game last week against Dallas, you know, wasn't an offensive masterpiece by any stretch. He still played pretty well. You know, he converted a lot of third downs. He didn't make any mistakes. And that's been the key to him is that he, you know, in in what he started now, uh, well, eight, eight games, you know, basically he's, he's played the entire game, stepped in in that first game in the first quarter. We're talking about eight games, three interceptions, zero fumbles. So, a lot of times this at this time of the year, it isn't the quarterback who wins the game for you. A lot of times it's, it's the quarterback who doesn't lose the game. And, you know, such was the case last week. Yeah. I mean, Dak Prescott makes a couple of big turnovers, something that Brock Purdy did not do. I just – I know this guy's played in front of big crowds in college, and that's different than playing in the NFL in the, in the NFC Championship game, no less. But – Purdy is a different kind of cat. You know, he just doesn't seem to get rattled. He's very even keeled. He's poised. He has composure. He's self-assured. So, I mean, I'm I'm like you. I mean, I don't know what to expect necessarily. Mm-hmm. I don't expect him to lose the game. I don't expect him to play poorly. But is he going to play well enough uh, to push the 49ers over the hump? And, and it's kind of been exciting to watch because every game you, you – you know, because he doesn't have that that huge sample size, every game you're kind of going into it, going, okay, let's let's see what this kid's made of. Let's see if he can do it again. And so far, he's been doing it again and again. Hey, you keep waiting for the clock to hit midnight. It is not hit. It has not struck midnight yet. We're still waiting on that. Matt Mayoko is our guest, NBC Sports Bay Area on Twitter at Mayoko NBCS. I mean, on that point, Matt, it's we, we've debated this a ton. I think this you probably get asked this question on every interview you do, but. 
You've been covering this team for 28 years. You've been around the 49ers a long time. What do you think they're feeling internally about the future at that position? Because it's so weird. You you traded so many future assets to go get Trey Lance, and he was supposed to be the guy, and it's kind of unfair to him. He just he wasn't able to stay healthy this year with his first opportunity to win the starting job, and here comes this dude out of nowhere that's now <laughs> playing great and leading you as a seventh-round pick. Like, Are they having discussions? Are they waiting to the end? The season ends? Just where do you think they're at on the future of the position? And does this weekend and potentially a Super Bowl, you think, sway them one direction or the other well i mean think of it this way Let, let's just say that it was jimmy garoppolo who pe- played you know the first eight games or nine games of the season and he played whatever the first you know he, he, he was the guy who stepped in after trey lance was injured initially and he played pretty well let's just say that that jimmy garoppolo had started the season and played through the midpoint got injured and then it was trey lance who stepped in yeah and is doing the things that Brock Purdy is doing now, if that was the case, the 49ers and the fan base would be celebrating that, wow, how did Trey Lance not go number one overall in this draft? (laughs) How did we luck out and get Trey Lance? What a trade. In other words, Brock Purdy is giving the 49ers the kind of play, the kind of production, the kind of swag, I guess you'd want out of a number three overall pick. So at this point, it doesn't matter that Trey Lance was the number three overall pick. It doesn't matter that Brock Purdy was number 262 out of 262. (laughs) At this point, you got to go with the better quarterback, the guy who's going to give you the best chance of winning football games with the roster that the team has constructed. And to me, there's no question it's Brock Purdy. And I don't know that there's any question inside the building. I mean, we know by watching Brock Purdy for eight games, including uh, was that you, Brandon, talking about that game up in Seattle yeah. where he had an oblique strain, mm-hmm. he had a rib injury, he was not healthy. He did not throw a pass in practice the entire week. Now, I realize it was a Thursday game, but he didn't even pick up a football and try to throw it until – they were in that ballroom in Bellevue getting ready to come to the stadium. And so he then stepped out there and played a, you know, all things considered a, a good game. And the 49ers won that game. They clinched the NFC West. So I guess my point is that Brock Purdy is giving them everything that Jimmy Garoppolo gave them as a pocket passer. Plus, he's added the element of the second reaction plays, the mobility, the agility that they were hoping for from Trey Lance. Now, you know, he's not a quarterback-driven run guy. He's not going to run quarterback power like Josh Allen, uh, which is, I think, some of what got the 49ers in trouble with Trey Lance's injury and all that. But And he doesn't have the arm that's going to test the defense vertically and horizontally like Trey Lance. But I simply don't see any way at this point with what he's done on the field in games and especially when Trey Lance is still a complete unknown, I don't see any way the 49ers remove Brock Purdy from the lineup anytime soon. Matt, it, it's and, that, a, and that includes the, the twenty, the start of the 2023 season too. Right, right. Yeah, Matt, it, it's it's a bit of a loaded question. We'll see if the rookie can do it. Uh, we've never seen one do it, so like just doing it would be history in itself. And going into next year, you just painted us the picture. It's a bit of a loaded question for you, but I. I we were talking about him earlier. Kyle, to me, is one of, if not the best coach in football. I think what he's done the last couple of years 
even though they've been good and they've gotten some recognition, I still feel like he kind of flies under the radar in this conversation for many. Um, as good as he is, as you know, as <clears throat> dangerous or potent his offensive creations have been, and they've they've gotten the right pieces for for his offense. I find it odd, the quarterback position for him, it's just, it's odd. We talked about this. Oregon State's coach has this, Jonathan Smith. He's an offensive guy. Jim Harbaugh at Michigan had this. Like, sometimes you get offensive guys, they just, for whatever reason, that one position seems to be the one position that kind of um, escapes them. They they struggle to find it or identify who it is. You just painted us the picture where Brock Purdy starting over Trey Lance next year, and Trey Lance is going into year three, and we have no idea if he's even good. I just do you think Kyle struggles trying to identify what player or what kind of player he wants to play that position? He seems like he's so smart that is there a way where maybe he overthinks it or it's just one of those, I don't know, struggle buses for him in in the sport where it's hard to identify it? Well, I think it's hard to get one. You know, I, I think it's hard enough to identify, but it's hard enough to get one. Um, I don't know that that's, I mean, it's, it's a fair point um, when you look at the quarterbacks that he's had. I think the guy in in Washington that he identified was Kirk Cousins, and you know he was a later was he a third round pick? I think he was, and it was basically ownership that that got him uh, Robert Griffin, and so that was something there. I know he did not want Johnny Manziel in Cleveland. Um, he wanted Kirk Cousins again for the 49ers, and then Jimmy Garoppolo kind of fell on his lap, and they decided to make that trade uh, during that season, the uh, 2017 season, I guess it was. Um, it, you know, it, it's a fair point, but I just think it's really difficult to find. It's difficult to find quarterbacks, and you, I mean, for as much as you see a quarterback in college and you think you know everything about them because, you know, you would think it would be the most easy, easily identifiable position to grade when, in fact, it's the most difficult because there's so much that goes into it. Like, I'll, I'll give you the, for instance, of Brock Purdy. And this is, you know, it was almost, I guess I could say, uh, you know, it was a swing and the miss for the 49ers too because, if they thought he was this good, they wouldn't have waited until 262 <laughs> to, to take him. Right, so, every, right. so I would say all 32 teams struck out on Brock Purdy, including the 49ers, the team that got him. But I mean, I I remember immediately after that draft, and I you know in a uh, in a hallway there, four nine four nine Centennial in San in Santa Clara, I asked somebody, well, what's what's this Brock Purdy? And this is a very high ranking person who told me. Uh, He's nothing more than Nick Mullins. Well, you remember Nick Mullins? I mean, yeah. Nick Mullins is fine. Yeah. You know, Nick Mullins is like—he's nothing wrong with Nick Mullins at all. Yeah. You know, because if you're taking a quarterback at the end of the seventh round and you have a a backup, a career backup, that's nothing wrong with that. But what was amazing was that it did not take them long once they got him in the building to to come to the conclusion of, oh no, he, he's better than Nick Mullins. He has a stronger arm. He, he has great pocket presence, not that, you know, and, and he, he knows the game. He's smart. He's confident. He has this presence about him. Um, he, he has this mobility uh, that en- uh, enables him to make those second reaction plays. So, it, it, like I said, it, it didn't take them long, but it, it, 
and it wasn't until they got him in the building and learned more about him that they realized that, hey, this guy's pretty good. And he was so good. And again, this is kind of, you know, wherever you want to set this bar. But another, you know, kind of career backup, Nate, Nate Sudfeld. They paid him some guaranteed money to come back as the backup to Trey Lance. He beat out Nate Sudfeld, a guy who had four or five years experience in the NFL. And then when Jimmy Garoppolo uh, remained with the team, took a pay cut, the 49ers were like, oh, we, you know, they've always kept two quarterbacks on their active roster. For this one, they said, you know what, we cannot take the chance of cutting uh, Brock Purdy and bringing him back to the practice squad. We got to keep him on the roster. So it took them a while, not that long, but it took them a while with limited reps to identify that this guy's a player. And they were prepared until you know Garoppolo came back. They were prepared for Brock Purdy to be the backup to Trey Lance. And so to me, that's how that, that's how the, the quarterback depth chart is going to set up next season for the 49ers. Uh, however, at this point, it's hard to believe that Brock Purdy is going to be a backup unless he, you know, plays himself into the backup role. Cause he has looked like a starter, not necessarily a franchise type quarterback, but Hey, maybe a franchise type quarterback. I mean, you can't argue with the results up to this point. Yeah, it's hard. I mean, even for a seventh-round rookie, it's hard to say look like a franchise quarterback right away. I think that's the exciting thing is you wonder how much better could he get. Matt Mayoko, NBC Sports Bay Area, the 49ers Talk Podcast, at Mayoko MBCS on Twitter. We'll give him a follow. We love chatting with you. Have a great time covering this game. I'm sure that Philly crowd is going to be uh, quite entertaining. The storylines are awesome. We always appreciate the time, and hopefully we can do it again soon. Thanks, Matt. All right, Andy, Brandon, always my pleasure. Thanks, guys. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 